Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Part 1, Chapter 2, Section 1. Of Under Western Eyes by Joseph Conrad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter 2, Section 1. The words and events of that evening must have been graven as if with a steel tool on Mr. Razumov's brain, since he was able to write his relation with such fullness and precision a good many months afterwards. The record of the thoughts which assailed him in the street is even more minute and abundant they seemed to have rushed upon him with a greater freedom because his thinking powers were no longer crushed by haldin's presence the appalling presence of a great crime and the stunning force of a great fanaticism on looking through the pages of mr razumov's diary i own that a rush of thoughts is not an adequate image the more adequate description would be a tumult of thoughts the faithful reflection of the state of his feelings the thoughts in themselves were not numerous they were like the thoughts of most human beings few and simple but they cannot be reproduced here in all their exclamatory repetitions which went on in an endless and weary turmoil for the walk was long if to the western reader they appear shocking inappropriate or even improper it must be remembered that as to the first this may be the effect of my crude statement for the rest i will only remark here that this is not a story of the west of europe nations it may be have fashioned their governments but the governments have paid them back in the same coin it is unthinkable that any young englishman should find himself in razumov's situation this being so it would be a vain enterprise to imagine what he would think the only safe surmise to make is that he would not think as mr razumov thought at this crisis of his fate he would not have an hereditary and personal knowledge or the means by which historical autocracy represses ideas guards its power and defends its existence by an act of mental extravagance he might imagine himself arbitrarily thrown into prison but it would never occur to him unless he were delirious and perhaps not even then that he could be beaten with whips as a practical measure either of investigation or of punishment this is but a crude and obvious example of the different conditions of western thought i don't know that this danger occurred specially to mr razumov no doubt it entered unconsciously into the general dread and the general appallingness of this crisis razumov as has been seen was aware of more subtle ways in which an individual may be undone by the proceedings of a despotic government a simple expulsion from the university the very least that could happen to him with an impossibility to continue his studies anywhere was enough to ruin utterly a young man depending entirely upon the development of his natural abilities for his place in the world he was a russian 
and for him to be implicated meant simply sinking into the lowest social depths amongst the hopeless and the destitute the night birds of the city the peculiar circumstances of razumov's parentage or rather of his lack of parentage should be taken into the account of his thoughts and he remembered them too he had been lately reminded of them in a peculiarly atrocious way by this fatal halden because i haven't that must everything else be taken away from me he thought he nerved himself for another effort to go on along the roadway sledges glided phantom-like and jingling through a fluttering whiteness on the black face of the night for it is a crime he was saying to himself a murder is a murder though of course some sort of liberal institutions a feeling of horrible sickness came over him i must be courageous he exhorted himself mentally all his strength was suddenly gone as if taken out by a hand then by a mighty effort of will it came back because he was afraid of fainting in the street and being picked up by the police with the key of his lodgings in his pocket they would find holden there and then indeed he would be undone strangely enough it was this fear which seems to have kept him up to the end the passers-by were rare they came upon him suddenly looming up black in the snowflakes close by then vanishing all at once without footfalls it was the quarter of the very poor razumov noticed an elderly woman tied up in ragged shawls under the street lamp she seemed a beggar off duty she walked leisurely in the blizzard as though she had no home to hurry to she hugged under one arm a round loaf of black bread with an air of guarding a priceless booty and razumov averting his glance envied her the peace of her mind and the serenity of her fate to one reading mr razumov's narrative it is really a wonder how he managed to keep going as he did along one interminable street after another on pavements that were gradually becoming blocked with snow it was the thought of halden locked up in his rooms and the desperate desire to get rid of his presence which drove him forward no rational determination had any part in his exertions thus when on arriving at the low eating-house he heard that the man of horses zimianitch was not there he could only stare stupidly the waiter a wild-haired youth in tarred boots and a pink shirt exclaimed uncovering his pale gums in a silly grin that zimianitch had got his skinful early in the afternoon and had gone away with a bottle under each arm to keep it up amongst the horses he supposed the owner of the vile den a bony short man in a dirty cloth caftan coming down to his heels stood by his hands tucked into his belt and nodded confirmation the reek of spirits the greasy rancid steam of food got razumov by the throat he struck a table with his clenched hand and shouted violently you lie bleary unwashed faces were turned to his direction a mild-eyed ragged tramp drinking tea at the next table moved farther away a murmur of wonder arose with an undertone of uneasiness a laugh was heard too and an exclamation there there jeeringly soothing the waiter looked all round and announced to the room the gentleman won't believe that zimianitch is drunk from a distant corner a hoarse voice belonging to a horrible nondescript shaggy being with a black face like the muzzle of a bear grunted angrily the cursed driver of thieves what do we want with his gentleman here we are all honest folk in this place razumov biting his lip till blood came to keep himself from bursting into imprecations followed the owner of the den who whispering come along little father led him into a tiny hole of a place behind the wooden counter whence proceeded a sound of splashing 
a wet and bedraggled creature a sort of sexless and shivering scarecrow wash glasses in there bending over a wooden tub by the light of a tallow dip yes little father the man in the long caftan said plaintively he had a brown cunning little face a thin greyish beard trying to light a tin lantern he hugged it to his breast and talked garrulously the while he would show zemianitch to the gentleman to prove there were no lies told and he would show him drunk his woman it seems ran away from him last night such a hag she was thin Phew! he spat they were always running away from that driver of the devil and he sixty years old too could never get used to it but each heart knows sorrow after its own kind and zemianitch was a born fool all his days and then he would fly to the bottle who could bear life in our land without the bottle he says a proper russian man the little pig be pleased to follow me razumov crossed a quadrangle of deep snow enclosed between high walls with innumerable windows here and there a dim yellow light hung within the four-square mass of darkness the house was an enormous slum a hive of human vermin a monumental abode of misery towering on the verge of starvation and despair in a corner the ground sloped sharply down and razumov followed the light of the lantern through a small doorway into a long cavernous place like a neglected subterranean byre deep within three shaggy little horses tied up to rings hung their heads together motionless and shadowy in the dim light of the lantern it must have been the famous team of haldin's escape razumov peered fearfully into the gloom his guide pawed in the straw with his foot here he is ah the little pigeon a true russian man no heavy hearts for me he says bring out the bottle and take your ugly mug out of my sight ha 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 that's a fellow he is he held the lantern over a prone form of a man apparently fully dressed for outdoors his head was lost in a pointed cloth hood on the other side of a heap of straw protruded a pair of feet in monstrous thick boots always ready to drive commented the keeper of the eating-house a proper russian driver that saint or devil night or day is all one to zemianitch when his heart is free from sorrow i don't ask who you are but where you want to go he says he would drive satan himself to his own abode and come back chirruping to his horses many a one he has driven who is clanking his chains in the nerchink's mines by this time razumov shuddered call him wake him up he faltered out the other set down his light stepped back and launched a kick at the prostrate sleeper the man shook at the impact but did not move at the third kick he grunted but remained inert as before the eating-house keeper desisted and fetched a deep sigh you see for yourself how it is we have done what we can for you he picked up the lantern the intense black spokes of shadows swung about in the circle of light a terrible fury the blind rage of self-preservation possessed razumov ah the vile beast he bellowed out in an unearthly tone which made the lantern jump and tremble i shall wake you give me give me he looked round wildly seized the handle of a stable fork and rushing forward struck at the prostrate body with inarticulate cries after a time his cries ceased and the rain of blows fell in the stillness and shadows of the cellar-like stable razumov belaboured zemianitch with an insatiable fury in great volleys of sounding thwacks except for the violent movements of razumov nothing stirred neither the beaten man nor the spoke-like shadows on the walls and only the sound of blows was heard it was a weird scene suddenly there was a sharp crack 
the stick broke and half of it flew far away into the gloom beyond the light at the same time ziemianitch sat up at this razumov became as motionless as the man with the lantern only his breast heaved for air as if ready to burst some dull sensation of pain must have penetrated at last the consoling night of drunkenness enwrapping the bright russian soul of haldin's enthusiastic praise but ziemianitch evidently saw nothing his eyeballs blinked all white in the light once twice then the gleam went out for a moment he sat in the straw with closed eyes with a strange air of weary meditation then fell over slowly on his side without making the slightest sound only the straw rustled a little razumov stared wildly fighting for his breath after a second or two he heard a light snore he flung from him the piece of stick remaining in his grasp and went off with great hasty strides without looking back once after going heedlessly for some fifty yards along the street he walked into a snowdrift and was up to his knees before he stopped this recalled him to himself and glancing about he discovered he had been going in the wrong direction he retraced his steps but now at a more moderate pace when passing before the house he had just left he flourished his fist at the sombre refuge of misery and crime rearing its sinister bulk on the white ground it had an air of brooding he let his arm fall by his side discouraged zemianitch's passionate surrender to sorrow and consolation had baffled him that was the people a true russian man razumov was glad he had beaten that brute the bright soul of the other here they were the people and the enthusiasts between the two he was done for between the drunkenness of the peasant incapable of action and the dream intoxication of the idealist incapable of perceiving the reason of things and the true character of men it was a sort of terrible childishness the children had their masters ah the stick the stick the stern hand thought razumov longing for power to hurt and destroy he was glad